Welcome to Wrestling with Worldwide Willis. This podcast is brought to you by the LMG Podcast Network. Now, I I understand the audio is a little different. I apologize. Um, has some logistic issues, but you know, ain't nothing gonna stop us from putting in work. Um, so today we're gonna discuss. Uh, a few things, a few of the latest news in, in wrestling and things of that nature, uh, Survivor Series, a few of the, you know, latest things going on. I want to start it with my boy Santos. For those listening, you know I've been pushing for a Santos Escobar uh, heel turn. And I am thankful my boy turned. He finally turned on Ray. I didn't, I never thought it, Carlito would be the person to cause him to turn on Ray, but I get it. It's kind of a cool little, you know, they're kind of playing as if, you know, um, Santos wanted his family to be a Ray. Like, Ray was his big-time hero. He just wanted the attention of his hero. Then this new guy comes in and kind of takes that shine away. So then Santos gets jealous and turns on Ray. Um, it is funny that Ray, seems like Ray gets um, turned on like so many different times from Dominic Mysterio to Batista to, you know, all these different people. Now Santos, like so many people turn on Ray is crazy. But furthermore, I, I really enjoyed the way he turned. He, the way he turned. I thought it was subtle. I thought it wasn't too heavy handed. I thought they did a good job of making it look like, you know, Santos is really unhinged and really, uh, really emotional about it, passionate about it. And I like that. And so I just I just really want them to give me NXT heel Santos Escobar, but give but we can turn it up a notch now. Now that we're on the main roster, we can turn it up a notch to the point where, you know, you can start giving him more time to do promos. Well, NXT was kind of rushed, right? You just you just have so much talent you're trying to push out there. Whereas with the main roster is pretty consistent. So I think he can, he's going to be a great promo. He's, if they give him uh, Delgado Del Fantasma, they give him his crew back to be like his minions and like help him cheat and things of that nature. But I, I think Santos can be the next star, man. Like I've always, from the day he hit NXT, he walked out there, jumped homie. He had the mask on. He took it off. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a star. Um he he can hit he can do the plane like dude is just he has all everything you want he can wrestle he's shown that uh, I I kind of enjoyed his babyface run but it was more of a I'm a fan of this dude so I just want him to do well whatever role they're putting him in I want him to do well and so that's kind of why I went for it and I and, and I love the LWO but Santos is naturally a heel that's where he belongs and I'm glad he's finally getting to step into that I think he's gonna take off. Uh, now, so um, also we've been seeing Logan Paul a lot, a lot, not in the ring, but a lot outside of the ring. And honestly, I'm not mad at it. I I respect Logan Paul because, you know, there's so many celebrities like I've said it a million times and many of people have said it. But there's so many celebrities coming to pro wrestling, take what they need from it and leave. Well, Logan Paul is taking from it, but also giving back. He, you know, he's obviously dedicated his body, his work, he's in the matches and dedicated to the craft, but he's also given wrestling a little rub. 
on doing his day-to-day stuff, right? He's on TV shows talking about his prime drink, about his business, but then has the U.S. title there, right? Throws in some wrestling stuff. Uh, he did a, posted a bunch of pictures with the U.S. title. Uh, that blew up and went viral. You know, he's just he went. He was at a UFC fight. He was talking about shouting out Dominic Mysterio. Like these things matter. You know what I mean? Some people don't think it's like. Some people don't care. Some people are like whatever. This stuff matters, man. Like the more casual people, more eyes you can get on this, on the product, the better. Especially the way WWE's cooking. All you need is an introduction. Like all all they need Logan Paul to do is just bring in a casual kid who loves. Logan Paul from YouTube and all this stuff he's done. And then, like, the kid to be like, hmm, okay, let me go check what he's doing on WWE. They check it out, fall in love with the sport, right? Like, that's all they need is somebody to just get their eyes on it because the product is so good right now. So, um, yeah, shout out to Logan Paul. Never thought I'd say that, but dude is killing it. Um, Not only in the ring, but outside of the ring. And I'm I'm glad he's finally leaning into the heel uh, gimmick. Okay, I want to talk about Rhea Ripley and, you know, the latest uh, Raw and uh, last couple of Raws. I just think, and people, again, you know, same thing on this podcast. I'm a Rhea Ripley stan. This is a Rhea Ripley-supported, sponsored podcast, basically. <laughs> um, like, she's just on another level. I've truly, she's the best women's wrestler in the world to me. And... I believe she could do stuff like this since day one, but it's so good to see her at this peak, where like, like she is raw. Like raw is about Rhea Ripley. It's it's not about Cody Rhodes. It's not about uh, Seth Rollins or Jay Uso or, or any of these people. It is about literally Rhea Ripley. People want to see what Rhea Ripley is going to do. What you know. They want to see mommy, or, you know what I mean? They want to see what Dom is doing. The Judgment Day, sure, they get a little old. But the what what is what has helped it last so long without getting completely stale is Rhea Ripley, right? This whole her taking over the reins as the leader, it, like the, I mean, she's the leader. I think we all know that. That has been key, you know what I mean? And she's the women's championship champion, so that helps as well. But, man, like. Rhea's just the, the promo she cut with uh, Zoe Stark and like talking about everything she's done, everything Zoe Stark wants to be is what Rhea has already done. Um, and Rhea's man, she's she's just hitting her prime, dog. Like, and what I I just love that I always believed in Rhea in the ring. I also also really believed her in outside of the ring, but now she's more of a star outside of the ring, right? People don't be like. People don't think of Rhea matches, even though she had probably the match of the year with the match with Charlotte Flair. But the fact that she's so big and, and bro, like when I went to again, when I went to that live raw, man, people were chanting for her. People were saying her her lines. Mommy's always on top. Like she said it uh, last night on Raw. The crowd was with her the whole time. Like mommy's always on top. The crowd was with it the whole time. So, yeah, man, I it's it's crazy to see her ascension i loved it i called it early but it's dope to see it actually happen and and i knew that triple h is gonna get it immediately and gonna let her rock and gonna build build a lot of things around her which i think they've done a great job of of doing 
Um, now, the women's uh, the women's um, war games match is coming out to be a really good one. Like it's it's shaping up to be really fun. Um, Kyrie Zane is back. She's obviously with EO. And then now Oscar's turned on Bianca and joined that squad with Bailey and damage control. That that's gonna be interesting. Now I'm hoping what a lot of people are suspect suspecting is that Charlotte, um, Bailey, I mean um, Charlotte and um, um, Bianca need now need two partners, right? Well, I guess Shotzi's Shotzi's in there, unfortunately. Yeah, why are we why are we doing this, Triple H? For some reason, Triple H loves a metal chick, a chick like, a, and he, I mean, obviously, Rhea fills that role. We don't need that anymore. Shotzi, I was a fan of Shotzi in, in NXT, but bro, when she got to the main roster, all of her flaws got magnified 10 times over. So I was like, oh, she can't wrestle. She can't speak on the mic. She's a botch, just a botch waiting to happen in the ring. She just doesn't belong. She's honestly dangerous. Like when I watch her matches, I I'm honestly nervous for the other person because I'm like, oh god, like she's gonna botch this and get somebody hurt. So Shotzi Shotzi should not be in this match. I don't. It does nothing for her. It's too big of a stage. Like again, that I think sometimes with the women's division, sometimes they keep going to the well with certain people. Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss. It's like. Dude, they're they're only gonna hit so high, right? You got to know the ceiling of somebody and be like, okay, this is their ceiling. I'm gonna keep them there. I'm gonna do my best with them at that particular place. But I'm instead of giving Shotzi this this rub, throw throw Raquel um, Rodriguez in there. Throw somebody else in. You know what I mean? Candice LeRae. Right, like Indy Hartwell, throw them in there. They have a high ceiling. Shotzi has no ceiling whatsoever. She can't wrestle, and she can't. She's not a good character. None of that. Why are we putting her on a stage for Survivor Series? First of all, like Candice LeRae is beloved. Like if you throw Candice LeRae in a War Games match, you know how fire that would be. There's so many spots she could do. And the Chicago crowd, that's an NXT-loving crowd. They would know her automatically. Like, they would cheer her. It wouldn't be a situation where she walks out into some random town and they don't know who she is. No, Chicago knows exactly who Candice LeRae is. So, yeah, I, I don't like Shotzi being a part of it, but I'm hoping that Bailey turns babyface and joins Charlotte and um, Bianca and Shotzi's team. Um, and then we get EO, Asuka, Kyrie Zane, and damn, who else am I thinking is going to be a part of that team? They got to have one more. I, I apologize. I'm I'm forgetting who the other person would be. But anyways, I'm hoping Bailey joins that good good group because I'm hoping this is my hope. This is a far projection. My hope is we get a a baby face Bailey right again which is going to be dope. Then we get Bailey to get, start getting some momentum again. And then once we get to the Royal Rumble, have Bailey win the Royal Rumble. Uh, we have put the belt on, put the belt on, um, damn, trying to think how this would work. Put the belt on Charlotte 
I don't know. I'm 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 just basically what I want is four horsemen, four women's uh four way championship match. So I want Bailey, I want Becky, I want Charlotte, and I want Sasha Banks. We've been hearing a lot of rumors about Sasha making her comeback. She got hurt over New Japan. There hasn't been much noise about New Japan, her going back to New Japan or, or AEW or anything of that matter. But she posted something recently that has people talking about, like, she's talking about being excited for coming back. And she's excited. She's really, you know, in a good place. And I'm like, bro, she got to come back to WWE. She left before Triple H ever took over. Triple H is her guy. Triple H was the person who pushed the, when the four horse women for, were coming up. He was the main person catalyst behind that. So yeah, I, I think she would go back if she knows Triple H is under the uh, uh, behind things behind the behind the scenes. So yeah, I, I'm hoping Bailey, the Bailey turn equals a great War Games match, but in the future equals a four women's four way women's championship match that we've never gotten at the main roster. So I'd love to see that. Um, let's see what else is on the agenda. Check here. Uh, so yeah, we again we basically just we're getting ready for war games, uh, with the men's match, uh, Judgment Day versus Cody versus Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn versus Jay Uso. Is could it, you know, I think it could be a good match. It's it's interesting with war games being on the main roster. Sometimes I'm like, man, I just don't know if if these guys, you know. Like, think about it. Who's doing the spots, the crazy spots in the for the men's team? You know what I mean? Now, for Seth Rollins has the capability. Cody's always down for a crazy spot. He did a lot of crazy stuff in uh, AEW. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. But, you know, we'll see how it goes with that. But I don't have the highest expectations for the men's war games match. I'll say I have higher expectations for the women's war games match. I think that one's going to be fire. Like I, the women's war games match is going to be NXT gold level match. I really believe, uh, especially they're going to let, they're going to have Kyrie Zane look really good in that too. So, and, and the EO is perfect for a war games match. It's just going to work well. Whereas judgment day, nobody on their team is really built for it. War games match like that, maybe Finn, but he didn't really do crazy stuff like that anymore. Um, Dominic, maybe like you know what I mean? Like, there's nobody I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see them now. If Kevin Owens was in it, I'd be like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? I'd be interested, but yeah, so I'm definitely, you know, it'll be an interesting match. I think the crowd will definitely add a little bit to it in Chicago, but yeah, I'm not, not super excited about it. Uh, I will say that a lot of people were talking about the Shinsuke Nakamura call out. Um, I'm thinking he's calling out CM Punk. I'll leave that alone. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, uh, you know, in the Marvel Universe talking about Mephisto or talking about the X-Men, which they actually just, I mean, spoiler alert, they just, uh, you know, brought up recently. I won't spoil it for you. But again, you're like, you're pulling, like you're just talking about a mythical figure at this point. Like, Everyone's saying CM Punk's gonna come back ev everywhere, right? I'm until I see it, I don't, I don't care. But I do love what Shinsuke is doing. Um, the work he's doing is it's the best work he's done in the WWE since he got there a decade ago or however long ago. 
Um, so lastly, let's talk about our top five. Now, as you know, you've probably noticed, I haven't talked about AEW much on the podcast lately. And that is because the product has not been good. And it's been uninteresting. It has been, um, it's just, you know, you, you see when a team has lost momentum, that's AEW. They lost momentum a long time ago, and they're kind of stuck in a row. They gained it a little bit when they had Adam Cole and MJF, but then MJF got hurt. So that ruined a lot of that. Um, so now our top five for today is going to be top five ways that AEW can get back to where it was. These are top five suggestions I have for AEW. If I was booking AEW, these decisions I would make day one to help AEW get back on track. So, number five, get rid of the legends. Get rid of the legends. Get rid of the, you know, bringing in Big Show, uh, bringing in Ric Flair, Sting, all these. No, this is not WCW. This is not going to be a place where we just you know, sign old guys to get some get some pop, a cheap pop. No, we're not doing that. Uh, this is going to be, if we're truly about wrestling, which they say they are, and they say that's why they built, the company was built on, it doesn't seem like that right now. seems like it's a lot of throwing names out there, but, I mean, nothing's sticking. And so, yeah, I ain't no way. I'm not signing any of those old guys. If they want to come, they have to fully know and be fully aware that they will be on the other end, on the opposite end of a young guy getting put over, that's the only raise, only way they could be um, allowed. Like a Arn Anderson is a great example, a legend who actually contributed to storylines and helped move storylines forward. It wasn't just a cheap pop to get people to you know go crazy once and then you know Edge, a perfect example, Adam Copeland, like. That should have been a the fact that they signed him. It was hype for about two days, and then you didn't hear anything about it since. That lets you know everything you need to know. Um, so yeah, if 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 I was them, I would, yeah, I would stop signing former AU not not stop signing a, former WWE guys as a whole. I don't want to make a general statement, right? You got to take talent for what it is. But do not continue to sign old legends just to just for name value. Like, no, you get either you if you come to my company, you better be able to wrestle today. Like, you better be able to put on a big time match today. Um, okay, so my number four, push the women's division. I'm doing a full audit of my women's division. I am getting rid of anyone who is not top tier talent. If you can't wrestle, get out. If you can't talk, if you have no character, no charisma, get out. Right? This isn't like this isn't going to be a, a highway where random women come in who can't wrestle, have a two minute, three minute match. No, nah, we're not doing that. We're going to build a consistent division where people can see them on a week to week to week basis. They're going to be able to cut promos. They're going to be able to have segments. They're going to be able to have longer matches. We're going to, you know, 
we you know we have the TBS title, you have the um champion the championship title, the women's championship title. Like we're gonna push those as hard as we can and make them, <clears throat> you know, desired items. And so yeah, I would get rid of a, a lot of the women. I'm pushing the top tier talent. That's it, right? Um, so yeah, I I'm pushing the women's division. I'm doing a full investment there. I am um. And, we'll t- and some of my other points will help the women's division, I think, because it'll pull away some of the tension that's taking away from the women's division. We'll cut some of that unnecessary fat and give it back to and give back the attention to the women's division, which they have some solid people like Tony Storm is really good. They have some some great young talent. It's just they, you know, Tony Khan is just not a believer in women's wrestling, which I don't know. I don't understand. He says it doesn't draw, but it's like, dude, you're not putting, you're not giving it a fair shot, you know? So, yeah, I I would definitely push the women's division number four. Number three, I am, I am using less of Moxley. Uh, Don Moxley, to me, is so, I don't know. I've never liked his wrestling style. I've never liked his character. I I just, the fake tough guy thing just kills me. I can't, I can't with it. Like you're not, he's, you know, he looks like a, a a movie, a fake movie villain when he walks out there and it's just like, dude, you're not a tough guy. You're not like that. And you're not even that good in the ring. You're not a good promo. You need hardcore botchy, you know, very gimmicky matches to, to get any sort of reaction from the crowd. So, yeah, I, I would do less Moxley, move on from him, push some of the other guys, push, you know, Ricky Starks, uh, you know, some of the guys that have been there for a minute who consist, you know, freaking uh, Swerve Strickland should be getting pushed to the moon. I mean, they're starting to do it now, but that should have been a day one push. As soon as he arrived in AEW, he should have got, uh, a title within months, you know, they got 19 different titles. So, I mean, he should have got one of them, but in singles titles anyways. And so, yeah, I, um, yeah, I would get rid of Moxley and really push some of the younger top guys. I feel like AW unfortunately is pushing a lot of the older guys, which some of them can still go like Samojo can still go. Uh, Keith Lee, not quite sure anymore. Um, you know, but they're pushing them and it's like, man, like you have so much young talent. Um, and it's kind of just interesting that they don't go that route. I also say, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of cheat here. I would get rid of John Moxley or use him less. And then I would also create a performance center. I would create a training site where we train our young people, train our new recruits, and just train our regular people. Because it is hard to watch AEW when you know there's a botch in every match. That's hard to watch. All right, number two, we got, I'm pushing House of Black. I'm pushing them to the moon. I am pushing them in singles competition. I'm not doing trios, no tag team. We're doing individual. So Aleister Black is going for the, the main title, right? Um and he's going around spooking the hell out of MJF. And, you know, MJF is always looking over his shoulder because, you know, House of Black, how creepy they are and things of that nature. Aleister Black. 
I, that's the storyline I would do. I would just do like Alistair Black and all like randomly catching MJF and hitting him with the fade to black every time and just every time. So now MJF has like PTSD. So anytime the lights cut off, like MJF is going like going bonk. He's like, what the hell's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And dudes are like, whoa, man, the lights just went out. Like, you good. You know, it's just Alistair's in his head. And so I would have Alistair win the title. Um, my boy, I mean, Brody King, I would have him destroying everyone. Like, I would have him going up against Samoa Joe. I would have him going up against all these guys for the either international title or the TV, whatever, TNT title. Like, yeah, I would easily have uh, Brody King fighting for championships. And that's kind of annoying, too, is that they don't push heavyweights. They push mid you know, light heavyweight guys. They never push heavyweight. Brody King has never gotten a push, ever. He won a Royal Rumble one time, lost to Moxley, and that was it. It was a really good match, but he, he lost to Moxley, and that was it. It was just like, do you not see what I'm seeing? This is a six-five big guy who can who can wrestle, who can move, who he has character. When he does like his his bark, the crowd goes crazy. You know, so and his his chops are damn near uh, Gunther level. So, yeah, I'm pushing Brody King to the moon. Um, Buddy Matthews pushing him. You know, I'm, I'm putting a singles title on all of them. I'm I'm putting all the gold on, on House of Black, and I'm investing in them. Because I think people will want to see that. They just, you know, it's been teased for however long. Um, then, number one, I'm putting the title on Kenny Omega. I am, what I would do is, so I, I mentioned the Aleister Black thing, right? Okay, cool. I would do that. But otherwise, if I didn't go that route, I would have Christian Cage go up against challenge MJF for the title. I would have Christian Cage win the championship. This is the main title, right? And then I would have Kenny Omega versus Christian, pa Christian Cage for the main title. Then I would have Omega win it and then go on a series. I would have him go turn into the bout champ again um, and, you know, go heel and then just start going on a run like he did earlier. You know, when, when AEW was cooking, he was the champ. He was, he was the one putting on amazing matches every night. That's what I want. That's what I want. So, yeah, to me, Omega should be the champ again, just till you get your momentum again. And then, you know, have MJF obviously still challenge. I, I think I don't think MJF is the problem. I think it's just he's unfortunately he's just a WWE a level elite talent who's having to deal with people who just aren't on his level. And unfortunately, he lost Adam Cole, which was an amazing storyline. So yeah, those are the five ways, five and a little bit of extra um, ways I would help AEW gain their momentum back because they need it, man. Uh, so there's many more I could do. I would cut out. Uh, I would, I would cut out Rampage. There's no reason to have a Friday night wrestling show to go up against SmackDown. Like we're, we shouldn't do that. Um, but I do like Collision. I like Collision, but maybe that Saturday night is tough. It's a lot of, especially college football football season. It's rough on you. That's rough on you. So. Um, I don't know. I like Collision. I like the thought of it. It's definitely feels different, but they just haven't held up to the quality, right? First couple of weeks felt like a 
a new show with some new momentum with CM Punk, but no, it, it has not lived up to the billing. Probably isn't worth actually being on on television. So, yeah, um, those are my top five. Um, hit me up. Let me know what you think. You know, AEW should be doing to try to gain the momentum again. Also, hit me up about any you know WWE, any Survivor Series thoughts, any um, thoughts about you know Santos turning on on Ray or anything thoughts about Rhea and her title reign. But um, until then. Till next time, we out. Yeah.